Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people seem to think that the world revolves around them and nobody matters, guys. And in today's episode, a dad calls the cops because his teenage son wasn't invited to a party. And wait until you hear what kind of party it is. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So about a week ago, there was a raffle at my sister's school, and the winner gets a $100 prepaid gift card that you can use anywhere. The tickets were $5 each, or 5 for $20. I only bought one, while this woman bought five, and I end up winning the gift card. So after picking up the gift card and talking to my sister and parents for a few minutes, I step out of the gym to get a drink at the vending machine. And that's where Karen comes up to me. Karen says, Hey, so would you be able to give me that gift card? I'm short on money and my son really needs it tomorrow. At that I say, No, I'm sorry. I then step around her and started walking back to the gym when she hustles right in front of me. Karen then stops me and says, I told you I need it, right? I say to her, Yeah. She then says, So pass it here. She then opened her hand and sticks it out, and I say, no, it's mine, I want it. If you're short on money, then you should not have dropped $20 into a raffle. I then stepped around her again, and that's when she grabbed my arm, screaming, give it here, or I'm gonna call the constable saying you're assaulting me. To which I say, go right ahead, there's a camera right there. At that, her face went completely red because her plan just fell apart. And that's when she told me to go F myself, and she stomped off. Some people are just terrible, right? And seriously, did she just threaten OP with the school constable when OP refused to hand over what was rightfully theirs? Like, reading all these stories, guys, I really hate how some people's go-to is to cry and basically play victim when they don't get what they want. And if I were OP, I'd be calling the constable on Karen. Like, the audacity of that woman to physically grab OP and then want to fake cry that she was being assaulted. Like, I'd be teaching that woman a lesson that she won't forget. Give her a taste of her own medicine. So this didn't happen to me, but to a friend of mine. And the details will be written down as he told me. So long story short, my friend is a furry. And at the time, he was attending Midwest Fur Fest. Now, there's a ton of fun activities that attendees can partake in. And most of the panels and activities listed on the official program are totally appropriate for families and kids. That being said, like any other type of geeky conventions, people will hold room parties in their hotel rooms that are not a part of the official program and are not the responsibility of the convention itself. Very often, those room parties will either be gatherings of friends, or sometimes they'll be centered around certain social groups. For example, there's furries of color parties now, and sometimes there's parties of the more sexy kind. You know what I mean. Sometimes, to attract a certain crowd, they will advertise the room party on a board near the hotel lobby for those who might be interested to attend. 
Anyways, those parties are obviously private functions, and obviously, the person who's paying for the suite and room has complete liberty of choosing who's allowed inside and who's not, especially if it's a gathering between friends. So flash forward to Saturday evening. This is generally the biggest evening of the convention, in terms of social events and room parties. My friend is hosting a room party for gay men in his suite. The attendees are all legal adults. The majority of them are in their late 20s or early 30s. Nothing too crazy is going on. It's a bunch of men together in a room, so colorful discussions and a bit of flirting's happening from time to time. At some point early in the evening, they hear a knock on the door. My friend goes to the door and slightly opens it to see a kid, who's no older than 15 years old, standing outside the door. My friend says to him, uh, hi, can I help you? The kid says, can I come in? My friend says, no, this is a private party, it's not part of the convention, I'm sorry. My friend then closes the door and he returns to entertaining his guest. About 15 minutes later, another knock at the door. And this time, my friend's roommate goes to answer and finds the same kid standing there. But this time, he has his father with him. My friend's roomie says, yes. Dad says, so my son came here earlier and he was refused to be let in. Why? Rumi begins to explain, saying, well, yes, but... That's when the Entitled Dad stops him and says, is there a specific reason to why my son can't attend this event? At this point, my friend intervenes and says, sir, this is a room party, it's not a part of the official program. Plus, your son is a minor, and everyone in here is a grown man in their 30s, it would be extremely inappropriate. Of course, the Entitled Dad is not listening. He says, Don't give me that. We paid full price for an attendance pass. So I expect my son to be able to enjoy this convention to the fullest. Let him inside this room right now. My friend tells him, But that's what I'm telling you. This is not covered by the convention ticket. It has nothing to do with... Dad stops him right there and says, But this party was advertised downstairs in the lobby. Are you discriminating against my son? My friend tells him the board downstairs will advertise a lot of private room parties. It's a convention thing. People will organize gatherings amongst friends and social groups because they're all gathered in the same spot for the weekend. That doesn't mean it has anything to do with the convention. Now please, can you leave? We've told you more than once that your son is not welcome here. My friend at this point ushers the dad and his kid out and closes the door. And at this point, everyone thinks the story's over, but sometimes entitled people be petty. So it isn't. At around 11.30pm, a much stronger knock is heard at the door. My friend goes to open the door and he's met with hotel security and a police officer. My friend asks what's going on and hotel security says, Sir, we've got a problem of illegal activity taking place in this room. We'd just like to do a quick checkup. At that, my friend's flabbergasted, but he lets the cop and security personnel in. And of course, they find absolutely nothing weird going on. My friend asked, can I at least know what this was about? This was very distressing. Hotel security says, a man came to us earlier and said that your party's guests were doing drugs and committing acts of gross indecency where other people, minors, could see them. My friend then realizes that this was more than likely the dad and tells hotel security how the dad tried to force the party attendees to let his minor son attend a room, full of grown adult males and how they told him to leave repeatedly. 
Hotel security apologizes, and my friend got a partial refund on his room to make up for the intrusion, and no more problems happen from then on. He doesn't know if anything happened to the man and his kid. Wow guys, like what a jerk move that was, right? My son isn't allowed in your private party, so I'll just call the cops and make up lies. And seriously, I just want to know, like what kind of parent would leave their underage kid with a bunch of strangers? Like, if I were the dad, as soon as I heard, oh, this is a private party full of people in their 30s, I would have been like, oh yeah, you're not going to this party, young man. I definitely would not be calling the cops, making a huge scene, and demanding them let my underage son join in on this party. Like, how can some parents be so irresponsible? So I saw a public freakout recently that reminded me of something that happened when I was a hostess in my early 20s at a steakhouse. So a family of four came in, and when I sat them, the mom, who we'll call Karen, wanted to move to an area where no tables were open. I told her she could wait back up front, and we'd seat her when one of the tables opened. The woman insisted on standing right by the bus station, so she had a view of the people sitting in her desired area, also known as her table. The four of them were in the way of guests and servers, but Karen did not notice. She was too busy staring daggers at the people eating probably thinking it'll make them eat faster. I went to the manager who tried to move her, but to no avail. Finally, we just let them stay because we noticed a couple in a booth packing up their food. I checked in a few minutes later to see if the table had left yet, and I was dismayed to see that they ordered dessert and coffee. Karen was still standing there watching them. The kids were bored, and they were running up and down the wheelchair ramp. I then asked Karen to again move back down to the waiting area as she was blocking the servers, and her kids were an accident waiting to happen. She then loudly asked for the whole restaurant to practically hear when her table would be ready, and she pointed right at the couple sipping on their coffee. Knowing we were talking about them, the couple just looked at us and smiled. And that's when it hit me, they were not leaving on purpose. Karen realized this as well, as she got very angry. She then yelled at me that they were holding her booth hostage and we should kick them out. I told her we would not ask anyone to leave until they were ready. I then watched in horror as this woman marches up to the couple and she screams, You are done here. This is my table, so pay the damn bill and go. At that, the couple just smiled sweetly and said, We just got our coffee and dessert. We're not leaving anytime soon. Karen continues screaming, saying, Then take it to go. We are hungry, and you are in our booth. You've been here long enough. The couple tells her, This is our booth. It's not yours until we leave. At that, Karen raged insults at them until the manager came rushing up to help. He tried to intervene, but he could not be heard over her screaming. The woman was screaming about her starving children and how they were going to die if they didn't get food in the next five minutes. Meanwhile, the couple kept their cool the whole time, just nibbling their dessert and stirring their coffee at a sloth speed. Finally, the manager had enough, and he told the woman to get the F out. And hearing that, she was utterly floored that we were asking her to go and not the couple. She then picked up an empty dessert plate from their table, and she chucked it across the room where it hit a wall and smashed into pieces. That's when the manager screams for someone to call 911, and I remember trying to hide my smile from the people around me. Like, what adult acts like this? The woman was in her 40s for crying out loud. There were a ton of open booths too, just not in that area. And this is when Karen's husband appeared. He grabs her by the sleeve, and he starts pulling. She let him lead her towards the front door as she continued to yell insults at us. She called my manager a loser, mocking his career choice and saying that he'll never amount to anything in life. 
She then told me that I was a plain nothing, going nowhere, and that I'm effing worthless. And when they'd gone, I went to the back for a while to hide. I needed to get away from people. When I returned, the server of the couple ran up to me, saying, The couple left, but they wanted to talk to you. They felt so bad about how that woman acted. They saw her watching them, and she was being so rude, so they decided to take their time to mess with her. They didn't think she would do that. They waited a few minutes to talk to you, but they thought you went home, and they asked me to give you this as an apology. He then hands me a $100 bill. It was a crappy night, but it kind of made me feel better. It's not every day a customer acknowledges when they've made your life miserable. Thankfully, Karen was never seen again. Guys, that's the exact lesson that she needed to be taught. And I probably would have done the same thing if I were in that couple's shoes. With that said though, the couple really did that section server a favor. Like imagine having her as a guest. Her kids would probably be running wild, grabbing food off people's tables, making messes, and you know for sure that Karen would have left without leaving a tip. So yeah, good on that couple for teaching Karen a lesson. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, this happened about seven years ago. And while I did work in the same building, I was not a custodian. I was about 19 or 20 when I worked in a hospital's food service department as a food service aide. And since the hospital was small, we were the only food option available in the building. Aside from a vending machine on the fourth floor. So we had a small cafeteria, and the kitchen was responsible for making food for both the hotline in the cafeteria and the food for patient rooms, and we were always understaffed, and we ran rugged all the time. I worked as a dishwasher, a cook in the cafeteria, and during lunch and dinner shifts, I delivered food to patient rooms. Now, because I worked in the food service department, I never got mistaken as a custodian, thanks to different uniforms. My department wore ugly barf green uniform shirts, black uniform pants, hairnets, a stupid black chef hat, and black shoes. Custodians wore bright blue polos, black pants, and black shoes. Plus, 9 times out of 10, they either had a cleaning cart with them or some kind of cleaning supply. And trust me, this is all important. 
Now, I was used to getting ordered around by nurses because of diet sheets, and having to deal with irate patients because they were getting beef or chicken broth after surgery. It was all part of being at the bottom of the totem pole. However, patients or their families were most of the time very nice and happy to see us since we were bringing food. But on this particular day, I was in a pretty foul mood. An entitled nurse was threatening to call my boss if I didn't hand over extra sandwiches for her and her crew, when she knows that we're not allowed to do that. It was late, and I was running behind on serving patients their dinner. I was on my first floor, and I was about to go get another food cart to go to the ICU, when I felt a harsh tap on my shoulder. Enter Karen. Karen says, Ugh, finally. Do you know how long I've been calling the nurse's station for you people? Me, confused, say, I'm sorry, were you trying to get a hold of food service? Karen says, no, I've been calling for you. Do you know how long I've been waiting for you? Now, back then, I wasn't very good with people. If anything, I used to run away from conflict, but thanks to this place, I was growing a bit of backbone due to the bitchy nurse staff. And because she caught me in a bad mood, I probably had a what the F do you want look on my face. I say to Karen, uh, I'm sorry, how can I help you? Karen says, my grandma has been waiting for someone to clean her room. I've been paging the nurse's station over and over again, but they won't call someone. Now, I would have felt sorry for her had she been nicer to me, but I knew this problem rather well. At the time, the nurses of that floor were entitled and horrible, and many had gotten fired for improper care of patients. Now, it got better once I left, but back then, this was a common complaint. But since she was being an ass to me, I really didn't feel like BSing her with a fake smile, and taking her complaint seriously. The woman had an aura about her that screamed, I'm better than you, and I personally can't stand that. So I say to her, I'm sorry, I'm sure they called for someone. If you wait, I'm sure... She then interrupts me and says, no, I'm done waiting. Get off your lazy ass and do your job. You serve the public, so you will listen to what I tell you. At this point, I finally realize what she's talking about. So I say, oh, I'm sorry, you must think I'm a custodian. I'm in food service. Karen screams at me saying, stop making excuses and go clean the room. There's pee everywhere. And while you're at it, get me your manager. You suck at your job. I say to her, ma'am, you need to keep your voice down. I will go get someone from... Karen interrupts me again and says, are you really arguing with me right now? You work in this hospital and that means you serve me. Now do what I tell you. So I go back and forth with her for a good 10 minutes and this prompts my supervisor to come to the floor. He was wondering why I was taking so long coming to pick up the cart. And as he gets off the elevator, he sees me with crazy Karen. And honestly, I could almost see the urge to turn back and run into the elevator in his eyes when Karen turns to see him standing there. Karen says to him, are you this guy's manager? Supervisor says, uh, yeah, how can I help you? Karen says, I want him fired. He's lying and saying he won't clean my grandma's room. Looking confused, supervisor looks to me as if wanting to know what happened. I look at him and I mouth silently, help me, she's insane. My supervisor tells her, ma'am, this person is not a custodian. Now please keep your voice down or I will call security. Karen says, how dare you? This man has lied to me and tried to assault me. What kind of place is this? Supervisor tells Karen that I'm a food service aide who more than likely has to get food for her grandma and other patients, that the food's getting cold, and to please leave me alone to do my job. This apparently pissed her off more as she began to yell in his face. 
Supervisor told me to go to the kitchen and ask one of the other aides to finish delivering food. I found out later that she was escorted off the property by security. And it also turns out that she was blacklisted from the hospital. She didn't take this all too well as cops were called twice afterwards. Why am I not shocked that cops were called twice, guys? Like, we should all know that banning Karens from anywhere never goes well. And I'm actually surprised she didn't threaten to sue the place either. This person comments, The poor family. I can only imagine that she was trying to strong arm to win brownie points, but they just got embarrassed instead. So my roommate was stealing my food, and not only admitting it, but apparently bragging about it to my other roommates, calling me a pushover. I didn't want to participate in whatever they thought they were doing, especially since I'm moving away in two months, but I do want my food. Today, they were sitting in the kitchen chatting, and that's when I came in, took my meatballs from the fridge, and licked them one by one, while maintaining eye contact with the thief. I then licked several other items, spit into my milk, etc. And the girl looked at me utterly disgusted. Eventually she said, are you mental? And I calmly replied, I always do this, didn't you know? And then left. Now I don't know if she'll stop, but her face of mixed disgust and horror makes it worth it. So I had a party at my house last night. I have this antique slot machine from the 1940s that's in absolutely spotless and working condition in my living room. My step-grandma was a showgirl and she got it while dating a count room guy prior to meeting my grandpa. Over the years, people have played it and they've won maybe a few quarters here and there. Maybe a maximum of $50 at a time. As far as I know, the jackpot was never hit on it. So however it works, there was probably about $700 in the jackpot reserve that had built up over the years. I'd never bothered to have it cleaned out since it just seemed like a fun novelty. With that said, a friend's friend hit the jackpot last night. I was effing floored when he legit thought that he could keep my $700. His argument was that he'd been playing with his own money and I would have kept his quarters. And my argument was that I'd be happy to give him his quarters back if he'd asked. But I'm not a casino. And while I'm not destitute, I can't afford to give someone $700. The argument caused the party to basically end right then and there. And one of my best guy friends basically told the guy that he'd be in real crap if he tried to leave with the money. But the guy left, threatening to come back with the cops and sue me in small claims court. I have no idea if that was realistic, but no cops came back. So was I the a-hole for not letting him keep the money? So I'm sharing this post because a lot of people seem to argue both sides, guys, with OP being voted the a-hole in the end. This person says, you are the a-hole. You left the money in the machine knowing people might win some of it. You were perfectly fine letting people use it as though it were real and keeping their money if they didn't win. Letting the jackpot build. And now that someone actually won, you don't want it to be real anymore. And this person says, I totally expected to see not the a-hole, and I was so surprised. It's in his own home. It's a fun novelty item passed down by his grandparents. If I went into someone's home, I would never assume that I could win money off their stuff. I would play a few quarters for fun. It's crazy how entitled these people are. In my opinion, guys, the guy who wanted to take Opie to small claims court is being a little over the top. Like, if I won that crazy amount at someone's house, I don't even know if I could take it, guys. Even if it were given to me. 
But guys, let me know what you think. Who thinks OP should pay out? And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here, lady. We're a psycho idiot thinks OP is a staff member and goes completely psycho when she's not. It's such a crazy story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.